we've got everybody here. Okay, so what I want to what I want to do with you guys on this call is jump right into overcoming objections and spend the class really working through, kind of in a coaching context, what are the objections that you've been hearing, what are the ones that you expect to hear, and how do you prepare your responses for those so that we can um, really remove some of the fear around making these calls and getting out and having meetings. So there are two different situations that where we really need to handle objections. One situation is on the phone when we're trying to get appointments. And there are a finite set of objections that you hear on the phone when you're trying to get appointments. The other situation is in a sales meeting, which is when, you're, when you've actually got the appointment and you're in the meeting, then there are certain objections that you may hear and you know we have to figure out how to handle those. So really the thing to know about these objections and the way to be prepared for them is that there really are a finite set of objections that you will hear. Let's start with being on the phone. If you're on the phone and you're calling to make an appointment, the purpose of your call is not to identify the coaching needs. The purpose of your call is to get a meeting scheduled. So what are the kinds of objections that you hear most often from people that you're trying to set a meeting with? And we've already talked about some of them. Someone says, just send me a brochure. Someone says, don't need it. I'm not interested. Someone don't have it say, in the budget for this year. Uh, do they say that on the phone when you're trying to get a meeting? Yeah, they, I, they've said stuff like that to me. Yeah. Okay. No time don't for it. That no time. No time. I'm not the right person to talk to. We don't do that here. You know, we don't use coaching services. Or What is it? What is it, right? Or we already have a company that provides coaching services, right? right? That's one, yeah. That's one. What else? I mean, are there more beyond that that you've heard on the phone? Or are those pretty much the standards? Don't bother me. <laughs> Have you actually heard that? No, I haven't. No, I haven't heard it yet. But I'm anticipating I will. Aha! Uh -huh. Again, we're back to the mindset. Okay, because see, now I've never heard that. I've made hundreds of calls. I've never had anyone say that. Okay. Well, let me just let me just talk to you about. Once you know that these are the standard objections you'll hear, you can plan your responses ahead of time so that they, like your 30-second commercial, will roll right off your tongue when you're faced with the objection. So the first trick, really handling objections, is the beginning of the chess match that is business development, okay? So the, part of playing chess is that you plan the move a couple moves ahead of time. So while your partner is planning their move, you're already planning your next two moves pretty much. And part of what you have to do is predict or anticipate what your part, what the opponent will be doing. And the same thing is with handling objections. So if you're predicting what all the possible objections are, what you also need to do is predict all your possible responses so that you're prepared when they make their move, you can just make your move. And you're prepared for any move they might make. And again, this is not another technique for procrastinating for making the call. This, this should be a, qu a pretty quick preparation. And part of what I want to do on this call is spend some time talking about what are the things that you say to these standard objections. So someone, so let's actually go around and have everyone say what the one that you hear most often is and what's your standard response or what have you said that's worked. This is Lou. I haven't done this long enough. Uh, and you're looking for handling phone objections. Objections on the phone, right? Right. That's what we're dealing with first of all, is right. getting the meeting. I, I can imagine if a person said, no, I don't want to be bothered with this. And I can say, well, if we got together and, and we uh, had enough, if we got together in such and such a date, I could show you, I could learn 
exactly what you need, the nature of the difficulties that you have, and and then I can provide you with a brochure if they wanted that, or uh, tell you exactly how we could be of help to you. Right. This is Jeremy. Sometimes if you got that objection, I haven't got that objection yet either, Lou, but I can imagine matching somebody's uh, comment like that and empathizing with them. You know, uh -huh. like, gee, I hate it when somebody calls me up and sort of seems to bother me also. Mm. And then still make the pitch. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm, oh, I'm not interested in bothering you. I'm sorry if I have. Maybe I'll call you at another time. I actually really think that I, I really think that there, that I have something here I can help you with, and I really don't want to bother you. I just want to set up an appointment. Can I come talk to you Tuesday at nine? I really don't want to bother you. I just want to set up an appointment. Let's do that because then, if you're bother, if they're bother, if you're really bothering them, they'll set up an appointment just to get rid of you. <laughs> you know, like the quickest way to get you off the phone is to oh, give you yeah. what you want. Now, Susie, I know that the goal that you have is primarily just to set up that appointment. Yeah. But you don't say anything on the phone that you think would be of interest to that particular person. She does her commercial. I do my commercial. And yeah. uh, that, and and you've you also modified it with a particular uh, uh, person that you're talking to, to to match their their company or their con their particular concern, right? Right, right. I do my commercial, and I tell them why I'm calling. And the why I'm calling is either because so-and-so thought we should get together or because I got your name from someone who thought that I might be able to help you with something that, that they told me you were dealing with. Or, you know, or you and I met at a conference, and you asked me to give you a call. Or, you know, like I, I, what comes right after the commercial is the why, the why it's relevant for me to be calling them. Right, how you could be linked, linked to them somehow. Right. So really, when when a when a a prospect says to you on the phone that they're not interested, mm -hmm. here here's a quick and dirty that you can say back. Which, depending on what why they're not interested, you you know you'll tailor this. But this is what I've found has worked. They say I'm not interested. I say, you know what? A lot of my current clients said that before they saw X, and X is either the value of the coaching service, or before they saw the results that we were able to to produce with a CEO in the same situation, or before they saw the ease with which they could increase the morale of the team by working with us, or before they saw the, the benefit of the training. You know, like you, you throw a thing in there. I like that, that's good. A lot of our clients, or a lot of my clients, I often say our, because I want to try to sound bigger than a me. But anyway, whatever you're up to. A lot of my clients said that, said that same thing before they saw this. I'd like to come by and talk to you about how, how we did that with them, how we demonstrated that to them. How's Friday at 9? Susie, this is Jeremy. I want to come back to your comment about the myth of, of, of feeling like you, you need to be prepared before you can make the call. Right. I think that actually there's what, what is accurate in that is that there is a time that there is a need for a lot of preparation, but that time is not to make the call. Right. The time to be prepared is after you make the appointment. Right. Okay. After you've made the call and you've made the appointment and the appointment is set, then you can make your preparation. Oh yeah, absolutely. Then you, then you really work like a dog to get to get to know everything you can, background about that prospect. That's right. But to, just to make to make but the to call, to make the call, you don't need that preparation. Again, we got to come back to the purpose. The purpose of the call is to get the meeting. Yeah, that's it. And it's not about persuading them to have a meeting. It's just about asking for the meeting. How's Friday at 10? Oh, that doesn't work for you? How's Tuesday at 3? Okay. How about Wednesday at 8? You know, it's your, your whole purpose is to get the meeting.
Okay, so what if they say, I'm not the person you need to speak to, I'm not the right person? What do you say back to them? Well, I, what I like to say back to them is I like to find out, before I just sort of like drop them like a squeezed out lemon, yeah, right. I like to find out, well, what do they do and who is the person to talk to, but I don't want to just like drop them. Perfect. Also. Perfect. And also what makes them say they're not the person. Perfect, perfect, yeah. So the, the response is, you know, whenever someone says to me, well, I'm not the right person, I say, oh, really? Well, what do you do? Because chances are, whatever they do, there's an opportunity for you to say, well, you know what? We really should get together because I really think that there's, I really think that there's stuff we can talk about. Now that you've told me that, I, I think you are the right person. Why don't we get together house Friday at 9? And if, they're if you're really convinced after listening to their response, if you're absolutely convinced that there is no reason to meet with that person, if you can't find any reason whatsoever to meet with them, then you can say, well, who should I speak with? Who is the right person? Yeah, and, and, and this is Jeremy again. I'm, I'm, a fan, I'm a believer in the more sort of allies you have in an organization right. that know about you, the better. Exactly. Okay, let's try one more. What, what do you do when they say, we don't have a budget for, we don't have the budget for that? What do you say back? You would have the budget if you had a good decent coach there. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, you would have the budget if I'd been working with you. <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. <laughs> well, I don't know if that would go very far. Probably not. <laughs> but it's amusing. <laughs> you can always think that and amuse yourself. <laughs> okay, so, he so here's one you can try. If they say we don't have the budget for that, again, this is going to sound familiar. You know, a lot of my current clients said that before they saw the cost savings that resulted from the coaching I was able to provide. I'd like to come by and talk to you about how we've helped our clients achieve significant savings. How's Tuesday at 3? Are you starting to see the pattern here? Definitely. Okay, so this is not, this is not rocket science. So, uh, really, if, I, if in that brief moment I can understand what their, their need is, so, I mean, their, their objection is, for example, like they have no budget then I can address a particular need and other people, you know, for example, how I, and how I satisfy that particular need. Uh-huh. And your example was perfect for that, but like, uh, you know, uh, well, a lot of my clients had said the same thing before they saw how they could, uh, how they could be more efficient. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the other thing, the other thing is that part of what happens, and this happens with practice, is knowing how to hear in each objection what they're really saying. Because sometimes when they say, we don't have the budget for that this year, mm -hmm. they're not really, they, sometimes they're not really talking about budget at all. Sometimes what they're really saying is that they don't, that they don't clearly see the value in what coaching can do for them. So what that means is that you have not yet identified what their problem is that they're really working on and how coaching can help them solve it. It could be that you're talking to them about leadership coaching, and what's really bugging them is attrition. Let's say attrition's an issue in their company. Maybe they're not making the connection that attrition really is a leadership issue. So part of what there is to do is to keep exploring to identify what their problem is. And this is not, this, this is, again, these objections don't happen on the phone. These are the ones that happen more often in the meeting, where you really have time to explore these things. On the phone, your purpose is just to get a meeting. So I noticed that we're at the end of our call, so I just want to just make sure everybody's clear about what the homework is. Are there questions about the homework? I shall write down all the objections I can think of and all the kinds of responses I can make, and I'm going to make more calls. Yeah, and keep in mind that the, the purpose of 
making the call is to get an appointment. So, so your responses to the objections ought to be in line with that. Right. And um, and for me, I just want to say that I am really I'm really proud of all of you for getting on the phone and making the calls and for having your fear and making the calls anyway and for really um, just sort of sticking with this and being in your own journey about it because. You know, I, I've been through this very same journey, and it's not an easy one to go through, so I just want to acknowledge all of you for taking this on. And you will get there, I promise you. Just keep keep at it. So we'll talk to you guys next week, and keep making calls. And um, let us know next week if there are any new or crazy objections that we don't have plans for. Thank you. Take Thanks care, everybody. everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.